Welcome to the Misadventures of the Young Adult Podcast. I'm your... Hey guys, and welcome back. Uh, it's been a while, but it's great to be back. On this episode, we're going to be having a special guest interview, and you're going to learn a little bit more about poetry and how you can manage with it in uni. good you guys how you doing i hope you're doing good i feel like i took a mini sabbatical like i've been gone for six weeks i mean minus the bonus episode i've been gone for six weeks and i'm not gonna lie it's been a hectic couple six weeks you know i've been doing research and all that school stuff you know school comes first and it's just been crazy because i've been taking on a lot of subjects at a go and it's oh god but then you know next year like my coming year is gonna be so chill because i did all the hectic stuff at the beginning and somehow it's just all really working out well for me so by the time i'm in like my last semester i'll probably have like two subjects to do so i guess it's kind of worth the hustle just trying to you know chill out and not stress too much yeah otherwise yeah that's what i've been up to for the last couple of six weeks you know you you can't run away from school (laughs) i tried trust me (laughs) but yeah you know group work individual work all the works but I guess one of my highlights is I got employed, I got a job. I don't know if I mentioned this in my last podcast, but I got a job, you guys. So I write for this company called Espaleta. You guys are going to check them out. I'm going to put their link in the description below. I haven't written for them yet. I'm working on my first article, which is exciting. And yeah, I'll probably, you know, put that everywhere. And be like, guys, look. <laughs> but yeah, that's stuff that I've been up to lately. Apart from dying, you know, the usual, you know, procrastinating, being, uh, you know, a successful young adult not really but cool 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 but yeah i've definitely been neglecting some parts of my life but doing really well in other parts like i've been meditating i've been trying my best to eat right um been exercising quite frequently and um systematically too so i guess those are some great things but otherwise creative wise i've been neglecting a lot of stuff <laughs> so i don't know what these sound effects are i watch i watch this youtuber called primic and he he's yummy he's a yummy guy <laughs> if you watch his videos you'll understand the context <laughs> oh dear lord but yeah that's me it's great to be back it's great to talk to you lot it's gonna be a, a great like 20 weeks so yeah i think i've got like 20 weeks worth more of like podcasting since i post every fortnight so yeah i'm gonna be seeing you guys a lot more <laughs> yeah i know you missed me i know you missed me i missed you too Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh no but oh lord no yeah let's just continue with the podcast now i So much has happened in the last six weeks i didn't really know where to begin or like what to pick i was gonna do my whole thing where you go through your, i go through some news pieces or just trying to run some of the things some current events that happened and yeah so 
I just picked what was on my heart and I just really want to spread, spread some positivity to you guys um, but from a tragedy so if you do not know or you've been oblivious to the news um, Kobe Bryant a very famous um, American basketball player had passed away in a helicopter accident with the with his daughter his young, his uh, second oldest daughter if I'm not mistaken um, Guyana and in that in that helicopter as well as a helicopter operator pilot a pilot and um, as well as like a team member from the team that his daughter plays on so Mamba team if I'm not mistaken and the parents of that girl as well they were all in that accident and yeah they they perished unfortunately and for me when I found out it was just like this man is like a legend he's a legacy simply because of the love and passion that he brought to the game and just the kind of person that he was on and on and off the court he reminds me a lot of nipsey hustle in the sense that nipsey hustle passed away even for people who didn't know him like i personally did not know nipsey hustle or who he was but i could tell that a lot of people loved him simply because of the kind of persona that he had and the effect that he had on his community and it's the same for me with Kobe is the effect that he had for me and basketball. I knew that he always aspired to be the greatest. And for a time, I think he was one of the best players in the entire league, in the entire like league of basketball. He was the trendsetter. He was a trailblazer. He pushed hard for his dreams and goals. And I might not be pursuing basketball now as like a career or something permanent, but the type of drive and passion that he had to achieve so much is what really inspires me. Sure, we like playing the same sport, but it's the whole idea that he had a goal to be the best. And that's what he became, the best. And in that, he had a family. In that, he made a lot of money so he could sustain himself. And from that, he continued on to be a good person to support local teams. To, you know, to help young basketball players to go out and be a part of the community like the basketball community to really be an idol and to help people try to achieve their dreams and the fact that he was a loving father that also got to me because you know can't relate but it was good to see that he emulated being a loving father to his daughters and to his wife especially and I guess it's just the whole idea that some people go so young and you just kind of reflect on your life and just like when you look at when I look at him it's like what have I done with my life where was Kobe when he was 22 and where am I at and I'm oh my gosh I'm turning 22 next month damn I'm 21 where was he at at 21 what moves was he making what was his mentality you know mamba mentality and I guess is that big thing that for me inspired me is that he had that mentality the mentality to push and to work extra hard for everything that he wanted and he got it so for me it's just like a rest in peace and just thank you for being the person that you are and for being the person who was very driven who was very out there and the person who just loved this community loved his family and he was just overall amazing and i'm glad that i had the chance to be within the generation that he was in you know like the generation that got to watch him play basketball i really wish i was part of the generation that got to watch kareem abdul jabbar but i mean yeah
All right, guys, and for the next part of this podcast, we have a special guest joining us all the way from Zambia. Um, I would like to welcome Dozenta. Dozenta, so thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be part of this. No, I'm really glad. So before we get into our interview, let me give you guys a little bit more about who we're going to be learning from today. So Dozenta has a degree in law, and she's attempting the bar exam so that she can practice law in Zambia. However, she's always loved writing and poetry. Yeah, I mean, it was from the time that she was a little kid. And she's yeah. always tried to balance the two. And I, I can testify because I've known Dozenta since I was in high school and... It was really evident that she loved poetry, definitely. Was it? Yeah, I mean, rap and poetry, CIA. Oh, yeah, okay, anyway, I guess you're right. Okay. Yeah, I'm so glad then, at least somebody saw that. Yeah, I mean, you, you were like, you're, okay, for me personally, since I still do read your poetry, even like on the site where you do share, I do take the time to read what you write, and it never fails to amaze me, that I can truly say. Wow, thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so to get right into it, um, how did you start writing poetry? Um, okay, so I think it all started from a love of reading. Mm. So I remember when I was like at primary school, maybe between the ages of 8 to 10, I finally got my first library card. Mm. So... I remember times where maybe like I have to, you know, in the afternoon, usually like in primary school here in Zambia. So in the afternoon, you'd have what they call stay. So you stay behind, you do activities, and people would do sport. Others might stay for like a club, like debate or something, just different activities after Aww. school. So I remember for me, whenever I got my, whenever I got, when I got my library card, I remember that instead of staying in the afternoon, I'd always make sure I get home by lunchtime so that I can start reading. So that's where it started. So before I ever wrote anything down, I used to read a lot of books. So from there, it, it was almost natural. So once I started reading, I somehow developed a love of writing. And it wasn't poetry at first, it was just short stories. I'd write stories, I'd have little notebooks, like, I'd just fill them up with all kinds of stories. Anything that came to my mind, I was wow. reading in my head as a child. And I had a big imagination. So that's where it started. But poetry itself, you know, I don't know if I can pinpoint my first poem. <laughs> but I really don't know if I can. But I just know that um, it's been with me probably since high school. Yeah, maybe mm. that's actually where it started. Probably high school. That's Because I remember, great. yeah, that's Cengelo. <laughs> and I remember we, we used to be required to, like, do some poetry in English. Either we were reading it or we had to analyze it or something like that. Mm. So that's probably where I got more serious, started making attempts to do my own thing. And once I started, it was like a, a second skin. I just didn't stop. Even mm. when I was outside the classroom, I was writing my own thing, doing my own thing. Yeah, so that's kind of how it started. Oh, well, that, that's great. Do you continue to write short stories as well, or is it like solely poetry? <sighs> yeah, you see, the thing about growing up, they don't tell you that time will be stolen and that uh, somehow you, you almost, I don't know if it's just me, but you kind of start losing your sense of wonder or imagination. You don't really have the time to get into it. It has to be a very conscious effort. So the last short story I ever wrote was um, in 2018. Mm. I still have it. I've kept it. But since then, I haven't 
that that I'm, I'm purely focused on poetry because that's the year I decided to do my uh, anthology, write my own book. So I think that's where oh. my focus shifted. So to tell you the short answer version is now I purely write poetry. I hardly write any short stories. Oh, that's great. So yeah. would you say that since you were so inspired to write your own book, is that why you continued writing poetry? Or is there like a little bit more to why you continued even after high school? Okay, so um, I know you write as well, Doreen. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I've seen your blog, just FYI. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I love it, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I love it, yes. So anyway, you know, um, sometimes writing is born out of emotion or experience. Mm. So sometimes as a way of coping with things you're dealing with, you start writing. Mm. So for me, that's kind of how it was. And any emotion I had, whether it was positive or negative, it naturally inspired me to write about it. And that's kind of how I kept it up. Mm. So I always wanted to kind of, in my own words, picture how I'm feeling. And if... If, for instance, I can't capture what I'm feeling, sometimes maybe a close friend of mine is going something extreme, and I feel like, okay, I can empathize or relate, and I want to capture what they're feeling. So it's honestly uh, more from a sense of, yeah, trying to capture emotions or experiences in a few words, I guess. Yeah. That's cool. So since you try to express yourself, do you only express yourself in English, or do you try and express yourself in your other mother tongues? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible, but I mean, you never know. Genuinely. Okay, it's genuinely not impossible, but I should tell you, I grew up speaking English. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I mean, I can I can get by, I can converse in, like, for instance, okay, um, my tribe, by tribe, as we know in Zambia, we have like 72 tribes, several tribes. Yeah. So by tribe, I am, on my father's side, I am what they call Chikunda. Mm-hmm. And then on my mother's side, I'm Namwanga. Ah. So, yeah. Those are my mother tongues. So, Namwanga, we speak Namwanga. Chikunda, we speak Chikunda, or they call it Kunda. Mm. So, I've never actually perfected either language. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. That I blame my parents it. for not teaching me. <laughs> now, as an adult, I can blame myself for not making the effort. So, no, uh, I, I can't tell you that I've written in another language besides English it's actually purely English for the moment but you've given me a challenge I, I can probably try I guess yeah it'd be interesting to see that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um what's the hardest challenge you faced since starting so you can talk about like maybe the challenges only started after you left high school or maybe the challenge was like after you wrote your first poem so what would you say has been the hardest thing for you like in terms of writing it could be in writing, could be publishing, sharing, like whatever you feel uh, is a challenge okay. for you. Okay. So the thing with poetry is self-expression is fine. Everyone can express themselves. We all have our own various styles. But poetry itself, as a, as a form of, of writing or literature or whatever you may call it, mm. it has its own mechanisms. So, you know, people go to school, they study this, you learn that you can do metered verses, you can do free verse, you learn that there's like pentameter, there's the iambic pentameter, and so on and so forth. Like there's styles and techniques. So you yeah. find that, I found that when I was expressing myself, the, the more time lapsed and the more years passed, I was using the same style over and over and over again. 
So you kind of get not necessarily tired, but you want to develop and change and try new things. So for me, the hardest thing was actually breaking out and writing differently from how I'm used to writing. Oh. Yeah, that was probably one of the hardest things to do. Um, It was fun, though, I have to say. It was like a challenge, but exciting and difficult at the same time. Uh, Another thing is also um, finding um, platforms. Not just, I'm not talking about online platforms. I'm talking about now, like, um, people in my town or city who um, share the same kind of passion. Because, okay, in Lusaka, where I am, yeah. Poetry is a big thing, but the, the thing is, it's only spoken word that's that's got its momentum. So for a while, I tried to follow up with the spoken word movement. I would attend shows and like converse with people who were actually doing it and gifted in it. But I found that for me, I I preferred I can call it a quieter form of poetry. Uh, oh, it, it yeah. didn't feel like it was the kind of expressive poetry that deserved the stage and you know, um, the dramatics involved in presenting that kind of poetry, I first was more pick up the book and read it. Oh, so also just yeah, finding, yeah, yeah. finding a community, I suppose, who, can, who I can share with. But um, at the same time also, the community is there, I suppose. It's just not as popular as, as it could be, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah so that's the, true. Those are two of the biggest things I found different when I left high school. Yeah. If I could add a third, I'd say time. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Time, time in uni, it just goes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That balance was uh, something else. So here's the thing. When you start uni, if you're doing something really, really involving, it ends up taking all of your time. If you don't spend time doing it and you decide, okay, you know what, let me focus on my poetry, your school falls behind and, you know, your parents are paying for your school. You have to put in the effort. That's true. And then law was also another thing because law is all about books as well. So you're reading all the time. So I'm spending hours in class. Then I have to go home or to the library and read cases, like hundreds of cases. (laughs) Then at the same time, huge textbooks on the theory of law, theory of laws, more practical issues, and then maybe your day ends and you get home and your mind is tired. You've already been reading and writing so many words that you don't actually even have the motivation to just compose something. No, that's true. Yeah, tiredness and time were two big factors that... Quite difficult as well. Yeah, especially like that sense of community. It's like it's like a little niche. If you don't dance, if you don't sing, if you don't have something yeah. that is like a wow factor, it's really hard to really reach out. Exactly. Yeah. So for the most part, I know most of my friends are the people who are like the big supporters. They're the ones who share and hype. And I'm just like, can you guys not share and hype me up? Because I'm nervous. Because <laughs> I know you guys. You guys can give me direct feedback. But if it's like a total yeah. stranger, then you're like, oh wow. It's like a new realm of everything, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you've already talked about about your balance, uh, but, you know, I feel, I think the motivation and drive also, is also a really big part of writing. Cause, Absolutely, I agree. Because unlike other things, like with singing, you have to, 
you have to continually practice and release to really get somewhere. But with writing, you know, I feel like you can have that space so you can write a piece and then like let that piece soak in for with everyone. You can disappear for a bit and then you can come back yeah. with another piece. It's like once you've got like your audience hooked, they are always in anticipation of what you're going to write next. And I feel like that's kind of the gem of writing. I agree. And that's also what helped me continue. Mm. Because when you love something and you're motivated to do it, um, doing it doesn't actually feel like a chore, kind of. So even though, like, for instance, for those who may be in uni at the moment, are um, poets or writers, and you're struggling to balance the two out, one is maybe your strong, strong passion, which would be writing or poetry. So having that passion, um, mm. despite being tired or uh, not having enough time, even those small hours maybe early in the day or over the weekend that you squeeze in to do your poetry or your writing they're sort of um therapeutic i can say because Mm. you're doing something you love already and you know like you said if you have an audience that helps you know that there are people out there who are going to want to read what you're writing so that that's actually it 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 brings a bit of light and joy and a rather Mm. stressful school life so yeah i I agree that's great so with your poetry style who do you look up to as your you know your inspiration like are you going with like the oldies like you know shakespeare and all those old or are you looking (laughs) towards more modern writers like rupi kawur and the likes yeah yeah okay so i have a mixture Mm -hmm. uh i'm not going as far back as shakespeare (laughs) let me be real like i love literature but Shakespeare was very much an acquired taste it was not a natural born kind of thing so if I say the biggest inspiration I've had the person actually motivated me to take my poetry further and not just keep it to myself is this um, American poet his name is Langston Hughes oh I've um, heard of him have you heard of him yes, yes I have he's amazing uh, I love him okay so he was like uh when was he? Around like the 50s or around their 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, um, more than anything, was like a civil rights activist and he expressed himself through his poetry. The first piece I ever read by him was this poem called What Happens to a Dream Deferred. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Please, if you can like find it, Doreen, look for it. It's like All an right. poem. So why I loved it so much, it came at a really pivotal time for me. So... Um, I remember I actually wanted to do literature in university. I didn't want to do law. I see. Law was going to be like a fallback for me. So um, things didn't work out. I ended up having to do law. And that for me felt like uh, losing a dream, doing something different from what I originally intended. Mm. So my, I was feeling really low at the time, actually. Like, here I am doing something I don't actually want to do, but it's what's available, it's what um, my finances provide for, it's the schools I've been accepted in. So I found this poem, and in the poem, he expresses almost an entirely similar uh, experience to me. Mm. You know, and I, I read it over and over and over, and just that sense of relating to what he was going through kind of um, helped me through that period of feeling like, I was deferring my dream, and the poem is called "What Happened." What happens to a dream deferred? It's an amazing poem. Yeah. Mm. So Langston Hughes has probably been my biggest influence. I love the way he writes. Um, if 
Should I look for more, uh, a more modern inspiration or influence? Have you heard of uh, Rudy Francisco? Um, no, I have not actually. Okay, he is an American poet. Mm. He was originally a spoken word artist. That's where I first heard about him or from of him. And now he's got his own. I think he's published. He's published like two, either one or two poetry books. I've only ever read one. No, I see. This, this this book he has called Helia. Also incredibly amazing. I would recommend you to look for that as well. So Rudy Francisco, uh, I first got introduced to him through a friend of mine, Kondwa, who mm. by happened also to be at, at Chengelo. <laughs> yeah, she okay. was there with me when I was doing my, my A-levels or sixth one at Chengelo. Yeah. And he wrote this poem called My Honest Poem. And it's basically like a self-analysis. I look into the mirror. He was examining himself in a very honest and brutal way, but very, very artistic and skillful as well. And it was one of those really captivating ones. So it inspired me and her to write our own honest poems about ourselves and share them with each other. Whoa. And yeah, it's a very... Uh, sometimes you think you know yourself until you actually have to <laughs> write about yourself. So it was a very uh, eye-opening experience. So Rudy Francisco as well um, has also been a huge influence wow. in my, my poetry writing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I will definitely look them up after this. Because a poem, an honest poem about myself, I don't even know what I would write. And it's interesting because he doesn't, it's not like chronological, it doesn't start I was born in. He starts with the most brutal thing about him. I think he starts with something he was afraid of. I think for him it was like he couldn't swim, so he was afraid of drowning. Uh. He talks about like really, really um, things you wouldn't expect, almost like the things you don't say out loud. But are true about you. Yeah, so look it up and maybe try your own. You never know. I think you should actually try your own. <laughs> That's a little scary, but I'll definitely give it <laughs> a think, shot. Yeah. 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 Very good idea. So, um, how do you deal with writer's block, actually? You know, sometimes you can start something, then you're like, okay, no, this is terrible, throw it out. And then how do you deal with that, where you just feel like you've written it all and you don't know what to do next? Okay, so that's an age-old question. Everyone goes through it. Mm -hmm. I think there's only one solution for me personally, and that's to keep writing. So that's kind of the reason why... um, I started writing on that website, allpoetry.com. So whenever I, I, I remember when I joined that website, I was actually going through a period of writer's block. I couldn't think of anything. Or if I thought of something and I wrote it down, it was terrible. I hated it. Mm. But the point is, you just have to keep at it. You can't say, I can't think of something, so I'm not going to write. Regardless of how uh, much you hate it and how much you feel like it's useless or it doesn't flow, write it. Write it and store it and keep it. Give yourself like a fixed time and say maybe every Monday, every two weeks or whatever, I'm going to write something. So I think that's actually the only way to get through it. You have to keep writing. Mm. If inspiration still doesn't come, then you have to do something or take yourself out. This is what I do anyway. Take yourself out of your ordinary day or course of day. Do something random. Go somewhere. 
spend the day alone, just do something different, put yourself in a mindset where you're consciously thinking about um, ideas uh, of what to write so that you can sort of get your mind in the mood for it. But if I was uh, to advise you yeah. or anybody else, I'd say the point is to write. Um, writer's block can make you lazy, can make you feel like, okay, so I don't have anything good or anything. I have an idea to put out there, so I'm not going to do anything about it. So you just stop. And yeah. Then what? Before you know it, six months have gone by, a year has gone by, and you still haven't got anything out there. So even the bad stuff, you have to write it, mm, save this. it, and keep it. You never know. Six months or a year later, you might come back, look at it, get the inspiration for another idea, and start writing again. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Yeah. All right. So, where do you see poetry taking you in the future? So, I know your book your book is lined up to be published in April twenty twenty, right? So this year in April. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. So you know, after your book gets published and it's out there, what where do you feel poetry is gonna take you next in life? To be fairly honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, for me, uh, writing poetry is continuing to write poetry despite the fact that my life and my career are taking me in a totally different path. It's my way of saying I'm not going to allow my dreams and my passions to die, you know. So I want to keep my dreams and passions alive. I want to do something with them. I feel I have this gift and this talent. I want to use it. So that's kind of what this is to me. It's allowing what I actually really, really want, the bottom of my heart, to find a place in my life. So where is it going to take me? Doreen, I do not know. Uh. I'm just going to keep at it. I'm going to keep finding opportunities. If it amounts to something, well, I'm good. What I do want, though, is, weirdly enough, though I've finished one book, um, I've lined up another one. It's something else I'd oh. like to write. Yeah. Looks and good. this time around, Sorry? That's good, and now, now we're now we're excited. All of us now we're excited. <laughs> yeah. So this time around, um, okay. So the one I'm I'm having I'm publishing in April. It's called These Words. Mm-hmm. It's a compilation of my favorite, or should I say, my most my proudest poems. Things that the ones I'm most proud of that I've written, like over the last I would say ten to fifteen years. Wow. So I just yeah, great. I grabbed a few of them and compiled them in this book. I got my friend to illustrate it for me. So it's it's basically a general book in the sense that it covers uh a wide period of my life and it talks about different things I was dealing with at those periods. So I hope it I hope anyway, when you see it and when it's out, I hope it shows a kind of growth as of a person. I mean I go over religion, I go over like self-esteem i go over um frustrations and joys and struggles and everything so it's a very general book so in the future i think i'd like to i'd like to create something a little bit more specific i'd like to um challenge myself and focus on just one particular area and try to be creative with that and see how many poems i can get out of out of that yeah so i think if i was to say where do i see myself i see myself doing this again publishing and continuing to create more poems yeah that's great that's very exciting for you i'm really excited to see what the future holds for you yeah so 
just to you know come towards the end of our interview i just want to ask any final advice to any poets in university like any top tips or anything that you wish someone told you about you know writing okay yeah, that's a really good question so what i would say is look if you are passionate about poetry if you love to write poetry continue to challenge yourself and by that i don't mean just write well and good write but learn what it means to write poetry what is poetry do your research, look into how it was written in the past, how it's been written now, look into the skills, the devices, the techniques, challenge yourself to write differently from how you normally do, just to see um, if you can expand yourself, you know what I mean? Every art um, needs to be challenged in order for it to grow. Yeah. So I would say keep at it and create a space in your life where it has a place. So, I mean, don't just keep it to yourself. If you can find a community, could be an online community, could be a community in university, go there, um, share your poetry. It's scary, but <laughs> share it. Definitely. Share it and allow people to hear it and experience it. Some might love it, and that, that feels great, honestly. And it also gives you a chance to, like I said, grow and challenge yourself. Yeah, and also be honest in your writing. I think that's really, really important. Definitely, um, hands be down. Be authentic. Yeah, write about things that really either affect you, affect your community or society. Write about things that are relevant to you, and you can't go wrong. Yeah, keep at it. All right, that that is that is actually very beautiful. Thank you so much for that advice. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, thank you for joining me and you know, hopefully I'll we'll get some feedback and you get to hear about, you know, from other people. But yeah, thank you so much yeah. and I really hope that you have a great rest of your day. Hey. Yeah, and if there are any poets out there who want to share with me, like I'm very happy to. Yeah. To look at your poetry, if you want to see some of mine, no problem. We can we can we can have a conversation. I'm open to that. Definitely. I will leave all of her information as well as um, the website where she submits her poems so you guys can totally check out any of her work. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for all your knowledge. I'm literally mind blown like at how you're able to articulate your ideas and thoughts. And that's, yeah, it's a poet's touch, I would say. <laughs> really? Thank yeah. You. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much, Doreen. Dezenta dropped some serious gems, you guys. She's a genius. I feel like you should read her poetry. I can promise you it is top-notch, the best. All of her stuff, all of her social, her poems, they're in the just below. Please take a look, read, and just enjoy what she has. She is such a beautiful person. Like the conversation that we had, just so beautiful. So much, so much knowledge. <laughs> and I love that. But yeah, you've come to the end of this episode. I really hope you loved it. Please give me feedback because all the feedback you give me, I give back to all the people that I've interviewed. And so far, you guys have been so supportive of everyone and that's so encouraging. For the next couple of weeks, um, please submit stories for Tales of Heartbreak, Broken But Okay, and Religious Troubles. And yeah, I'm going to see you guys soon. It's going to be a great 20 weeks. And God bless. And I really hope you all have a prosperous March.
hey let's keep in touch uh you can follow me on my social media um instagram and twitter share the same username and that is at doreen mt so that is at underscore d-o-r-e-e-n underscore mt underscore or you can also email me at the misadventures yeah at gmail.com so that is T-H-E-M-I-S-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S-Y-A at gmail.com. I'm totally looking forward to interacting with you. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave me a comment, drop me a rating, but most of all, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on.